Good morning. Welcome back. This is Brad Furlan, your host on Vermont Viewpoint here at WDEV in historic Waterbury, Vermont. Really great conversation with Barbara Ann Cochran. We didn't even get into half the things I had hoped to, so I will have her back as a guest. Um, her philosophy is just so like down to earth and, and very modest, uh, person who, you know, achieved this amazing uh, things in life. So, uh, it was, a, it was really fun to talk with her and inspiration. Um, my next guest, Lila Bennett is, uh, also inspires people and helps people on their journey. Welcome to the show, Lila. Hi, thank you for having me on. Of course. Um, you've been on with me before and we've talked about recovery and you have an exciting event coming up. And, uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yes. Um, I'm so excited to be here on the show and speak with you again. And we are having Chris Heron, who is a former NBA Celtics basketball player who also is a former uh, someone who struggled with heroin and cocaine and alcohol um, to uh, sort of like a great destruction. And he is now a motivational speaker and he's coming to our area. He's coming to Newport to the um, North Country Union High School on November 30th, which is a week from Thanksgiving. And he's coming to speak. It's free. Um, we're having hors d'oeuvres and just an intro period from 5.30 to a little before 6, and then the presentation starts at 6 p.m. Yeah, so how do you get um, somebody like this to Little Town, Vermont? It, was that a, a a big chore to do that? Yes, it was. So actually, <clears throat> it's a great story of how it happened. So uh, about a year ago, one of uh, my assistant director, Melissa Mosley, here at Journey to Recovery. So for people that don't know, I'm um, – the executive director of Journey to Recovery Community Center in Newport, when we are a peer support recovery center. So we're helping people and their families um, uh, with anyone who struggles with substance use disorder. <clears throat> and um, so about a year ago, Melissa was listening to a podcast and she heard Chris Heron speaking. And we had just started working in the high school. We embedded coaches last fall. Um, in 2022 in North Country High School because uh, we just wanted to work on prevention and early intervention and get at this problem sort of like from the beginning. <clears throat> and so we were going around and speaking to the sports teams and trying to figure out how to, to really impact kids and get to um, – get to a message that would resonate with them. You know, we've all heard like, don't go to parties, you know, don't drink, but it's not meaningful. There's no way to really reach, reach youth in that meaningful way. And so she heard Chris speaking and was like, we have to get, we have to bring him here. We have to figure out how to do this. And so um, I emailed, I we went on his website and emailed them and it took all the way until May, but we actually brought him here in May. And uh, we, it does cost some money, and we all collaborated, the schools. We had him speak both at North Country High School and Lake Region Union High School, which is the other high school up here in Barton, um, and it's where my kids go. And so 
it took us, you know, seven or so months to get it all planned. And we brought him here. And, uh, you know, if you've ever seen a student body of 700 kids sit quietly for two hours, like I would say, no, that would never happen. But it did happen. And it happened twice in the same day. And then afterwards, the outpouring of kids and their families reaching out for more support just showed us how much people need to talk about what's happening and how much Chris's message resonates. Because Chris Chris talks in a way, he, he speaks about like the why and the first day. You know, we all hear the horror stories of like some of all the overdoses and, you know, the shootings and all the, the sort of the chaos that comes along with really deep and active drug and alcohol addiction. But we don't so much talk about the why, you know, the trauma, the, the lack of confidence, um, the, the seeking connection. And that's a lot of what Chris's message is. And so after the experience of having him here last spring, we realized we needed to do this again and we needed to do it for the community, not just for the students, but for, for adults, parents, loved ones, anybody to come and, and listen to this and, and bring us all together. Um, one thing that was so beautiful was after he spoke at North Country, there we've been working in the school by, by that point for a few months. And we had our core kids that we were working with. But then there were the kids who were like struggling with all these big questions silently. And this opened that conversation. And then we just had kids from every walk of life um, reaching out, asking questions. And that's what we want to do with this again. Well, it's, it's quite amazing. And your description of two hours of uh, attention to to a speaker is unheard of in in this social media world we're in today. So how remarkable is that? Let's talk a little bit more about the why. He, he, here's a guy who was a Boston Celtic, uh, you know, amazingly talented. But does he go into his journey of how opiates became part of it? It wasn't a sports industry. In injury, it was something else, I assume, or what? Yes, yes, he he talks exactly about that, and he talks about how you know some people might look at him from the outside, right, and say, oh well, he had it, you know, he had everything, he's like a privileged guy, but that's not true. You know, he was someone who was pushed from a very early age to excel, and he was trying to keep up with his brother, and he was trying to, you know be enough for his dad. And so he sort of developed this internal not enoughness. And I think that's something that we can all relate to. And it was this lack of of feeling worthy that put all this tremendous pressure on him. And he says, you know, that his outlet was drugs and alcohol and that, you know, he says cocaine was like his, his truth serum. And that it all of a sudden he felt he could be vulnerable. And, you know, he, we all, every single one of us wants connection. We want acceptance. We want people to love us. And he just felt so unlovable. And drugs and alcohol kind of masked that and made him feel, you know, like he was enough until, until it was taking over his life and he was lying and he was, 
lying to everyone and losing everything. And that's, that's the story that happens to so many people. Um, you know, regardless of, of what your, your outward circumstances may be, the internal circumstances, like whatever the trauma is that you, you may have experienced that's causing this lack of enoughness or worthiness or connection. So that's why his his speech is so powerful. Now, um, two hours seems to me, even in, you know, the best of conditions with the, the greatest of speakers, to be a long story. Did it, mm-hmm. was there, um, back and forth exchange during the two hours or is this really him? Yes. Okay. Tell me more. So the way it works is, so the way it works is, so and what will happen on, on Thursday, November 30th is, um, first I will introduce him and then he starts actually with a film. Um, and it's, uh, it's about, 30, maybe it's 40 minutes. And it's, and it's a, it's a film of that gets you sort of up to speed with his rise to success, his fame, you know, and the different moments in time where he was um, sinking into drugs and alcohol and what it looks like. And then he comes out and he speaks for another, I don't know, 40 minutes or so. And then there's question and answer at the end. So, it's kind of broken up. It's not just like him talking the whole time. Although I will say that he's such a compelling speaker. He's so raw. He's so real that you you could listen to him for two hours. He's, he's not, he makes you feel like he's talking directly to you. Like you're the only one there. It's really, it's really powerful. Yeah. It sounds very powerful. We're talking with Lila Bennett, who is, organizing an event with former NBA Celtic player and motivational speaker, Chris Heron. The event is going to be at North country union high school, November 30th from five 30 to eight. It's free and open to the public. Lila, you talk about the first time that he, he came to speak and it's this two hour event and he's talking to students and they're quietly listening and when did you start, when and your peers start noticing that an emotional impact was happening in the room that were, were you, were you prepared for that? Did you, did you, what, what happened there? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so at, at North Country, we were prepared. We had been doing, um, a tremendous amount of work to prepare the student body ahead of time. Um, we had a, a group of students called the Chris Heron Club, and uh, they were doing outreach. They were making little TikTok videos that I will say the principal of North Country Union High School is a, a very progressive thinking, creative guy, and he kind of let our team, our coaches, um, have creative license to do this outreach and education to the students. And it's been wildly successful. And so we were doing videos to the student body, getting them ready. And so I think uh, we were prepared. We had also a a side room where we zoomed the presentation to into the wellness center. So kids who were triggered, kids who were struggling with, uh, you know, very real stuff at home, who maybe it was just a little too much for them to be in. 
they could go into this other room and we had counselors in there to support them. Um, so we, we knew that it was going to be um, a, a big, heavy, intense time. Um, and then, but we didn't, like, we knew it intellectually, but then when you see it happen, like, it was, it was life-changing. I know it was life-changing for me, and it was life-changing for so many. Like, we were, we received 50 emails the next day from parents asking that were struggling with some sort of substance or had a loved one um, <clears throat> asking for help. And so uh, I think what it showed us was just how much people are looking for connection and looking for answers and how much people are all feeling not enough. And that that's what this is about is figuring out how to um, come together and support each other of any age in our in our connection, you know, to strengthen community, to to value each other, um, to find support, to create healthier outlets um, for people rather than drugs and alcohol. For people who are caught in addiction, like they should come to this because this isn't about shame. This is about look, there is help. There is a way forward. We we you just you have to. You have to be able to find the people who are going to help you. Um, you're not alone, so right? <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone. Yes. And and I think that that was what happened, was that all of a sudden, all of these kids realized that they weren't alone. And, you know, we the, the support group that happened immediately after uh, the presentation was so powerful and beautiful. And it, and it created a whole different kind of community within the student body that didn't exist before and it hasn't gone away. And so that's kind of what we're looking to do here again as just on a bigger scale, you know, open it up to our, to our adults who may feel very alone. You know, if you're, if you have a loved one who's struggling and you don't know what to do um, or you're struggling and you don't know what to do, like, this is a place to come and get, you know, come together as a community. And I think we all don't know what to do. And we're watching a lot of, you know, chaos and confusion happen around substance use disorder here in Vermont. And this is our effort to, to really open this conversation and come together. All of our lawmakers from our area will be here. They've all confirmed. Oh, that's great. And, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for that because there, it seems like the political attention to this issue, uh, could be ramped up a bit. And so I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so what's the yeah. capacity for the event? How, if, if, you know, how many people can come and they don't need tickets, they just show up? Yes, uh, we're asking that if people can, that they RSVP, they can they can call the center at 802-624-4156. They can go on Facebook to Journey to Recovery Community Center and click going on the event there. Um, they can email me at lbennett at jtr-cc.org, or they can just show up. There's 700 seats, um, you know, I think... It would be so amazing to fill the auditorium. We would love to to see that happen. Um, you know, if we can, that'd be great. But 
we're not, I think there's going to be plenty of room for people to just show up. And that's what we want. You know, we just want people to show up. Yeah. The, the North, the North country career center at the high school, they offer all different kinds of alternative education and they have a culinary program and they're doing all the appetizers for the event. Ah, that's an appeal too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there'll be good, very good appetizers from five thirty to six. And then the event starts at six. So, um, you know, you, you talked about this a little bit, but let's expand on it there. It's kind of the concept of, Maybe you're struggling or maybe somebody in your family is struggling or friends are struggling. And it, it's, it's pretty rampant nowadays that yeah. I don't know if anybody who doesn't know someone who's struggling with this. Is that a true statement? That is a hundred percent true statement. I, I don't think there's a single person who can say that they are not touched by substance use disorder in one way or another. In, in our state right now, alcohol, um, opiates, cocaine, all of it. It's, it's really, it's really prevalent. It's causing a lot of destruction and a lot of isolation. And, um, that's, that's what we have to get ahead of and help people understand that there is help and there is support. And we want to, we want to help people find their way through this and, and we are, you know, people are, we're doing a lot of like workforce development and um, a lot of learning coping skills and stress management. I, I think that's one thing that's so difficult, you know, with social media, especially we, we live in this sort of illusion of instant gratification and like big success. And the reality is like everybody's struggling with something all the time. And, and at different levels. Yeah. And, and the drugs are getting a lot you know, more dangerous too, right? And drugs are getting so dangerous and gone are the days of like going to a party and taking a pill. You don't know what it is. Like it could kill you and it does. And it happens all the time. And, you know, or it can, it can cause you to just get, get sucked in. And then you're, 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 you're chasing you're chasing the high, you're chasing it and you don't, you're not in control anymore. And these drugs are so strong that that happens very quickly now. Yeah. Frightening. Uh, so the event is coming up on November 30th. It's from five 30 to eight. It's former NBA Celtic player and motivational speaker, Chris Heron at North country union high school. Also, uh, most of my guests have lots of hats. You've got lots of hats. Can you tell us quickly about you have a couple books that are out um, and and how people could find those? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So my books are on Amazon. If you look up Lila Bennett, um, there's a my first book is called Break Up, and it's about um, relationships and how people are um, seeking love and connection and to kind of understand how that begins kind of the beginning of the why. And, um, and then my second book is called Break Free, and it is directly, um, it's pointed toward people struggling with substance use disorder. Both books have a lot to do with attachment theory, which is something we could talk about for hours. But 
really it has to do with connection and love and how to how we have learned how to get love individually as we grow up and the healthy ways and the unhealthy ways and how that's really attached to um our coping and our or our lack of coping and so those books are on Amazon break up and break free you can also email me they're on my website lilabevent.com uh the ebook versions um and we use them surprisingly the breakup book we use a lot with the youth because kids are trying to figure out relationships and connection and it's really confusing and so these books are good for anyone who just needs like simple understanding of why do I do the things I do and how can I become more aware so that I can make healthier choices for myself? We're all about finding the gift of the soul. Uh, we've been talking yeah. with Lila Bennett, um, a great event coming up. If you know somebody or you're interested in learning more about how to um, move your life forward in a positive way without drugs or alcohol and addiction, and finding your journey. It's uh, at North Country Union High School, November 30th, 5.30 to 8. And what, real quickly, how how do they find you on a website? Yeah, I think it would be great if people could go to Facebook to Journey to Recovery Community Center, or they can go to jtr-cc.org. Uh, all right, Journey perfect. Journey to Recovery Community Center. Journey to Recovery. Uh, great event, Lila. Thanks as always for being on with me, and thanks for everything thank you do. You. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, have a wonderful day, Brad. You too, Lila. Brad Furlan, Vermont Viewpoint. We'll be back right after this with Green Mountain Solar and Shannon Jackson. Good morning and welcome back. This is Vermont Viewpoint here at WDEV in historic Waterbury, Vermont. I uh, hope you had a good weekend and I hope you've got a good week ahead. Uh, Thursday, Thanksgiving, uh, joyous time, we hope, and uh, being grateful for the things that are important in life and uh, a lot of a lot of events around. Hope you're not alone that day. Um, definitely you know, a, a time to share and be with families. So uh, we hope that you have a, a great Thanksgiving. Also a mention, uh, you know, the condolences to the whole Squire family. Uh, it It's such a, a gigantic loss. And I, everywhere I've gone over the last week, people have mentioned um, their connection to the Squires and, to Ken and and how global he really was, and it's just really amazing. Uh, so he is, you know, everybody here at WDEV were, you know, we're in uh, the thoughts of the family and 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 the world on that as well. My uh, next guest is Shannon Jackson. He's with Green Mountain Solar, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So. Let's start from the very beginning, as they say in Sound of Music. Uh, what is uh, the um, – tell us a little bit about Green Mountain Solar. Oh, certainly. So we started business in Vermont about seven years ago. We're presently based out right outside of the airport. Um, originally, we're in Heinsburg, outgrew that space. Um, we've enjoyed conservative growth over the years. So we have a wonderful warehouse, and then we'll – be bursting the seams, have to jump to Williston, then jump to South Burlington. So we've proudly grown uh, to make sure that we're not 
overriding our handlebars and uh, making sure that we can sustain our business. And we cover now the full state. Uh, we're actually from Brattleboro up to the northern border. We're able to provide Vermonters with the best solar experience possible. And we also have a sister company over in New Hampshire, Granite State Solar. Wow. And solar products, let's, what, what, what are the offerings? Absolutely. So I was recently talking at a Brandon town hall with their energy committee a few weeks ago and was talking about the, how the technology is continuing to grow. Uh, we just, we used to seven years ago, we were installing a 200 watt panel on the roof. Now the panels we install on the roof are a 425 watt panel. And that's just the growth over the last six, seven years. Uh, we really try to stay on the cutting edge and make sure that we're finding the products that have the best warranties, as well as the longest efficiency warranty and product warranties, as well as using in- inverters and batteries and all the products that we use that are of the utmost quality. Right. And we're talking about renewable energy. Is that um, so solar primarily for you, but also um, heat pumps? Correct. So I always tell people, you know, Green Mountain Solar we are a solar company first. We'll focus on solar battery, solar panels. We'll focus on the inverters. We'll focus on whether it's a ground mount or a roof mounted system, as well as we'll do a battery backup system. As far as heat pumps, we do basic heat pumps. So we do single zone air to air heat pumps, usually Mitsubishi or Fujitsu models. And a lot of people are looking for ways to go more electric with their home, especially if they're looking at a solar project. So heat pumps are a great way to turn your energy that's whether it's a gas or oil-fired furnace, onto an electric source that can provide you with heating from an electric base uh, of fuel. And so a lot of people, when they look at their homes, whether if it's a new house, those houses are more open floor plans. Heat pumps are a great opportunity to really take advantage of the the floor space and heat it or cool it effectively. Um, But if it's one of the more historic homes, those are much more segmented. Uh, They'll actually have rooms that are blocked off so there's not as much airflow that can get through. So for a job like that, a lot of times they'll need either multiple heat pumps or they can retrofit a ducted system. And for those jobs, we'd probably recommend you go to a heat pump specialist. But if you're looking at solar, you're looking at batteries, and you want to also look at ways you can really get as much out of your solar system as possible and go as much electrification, looking at you know, what rooms you could do a single zone heat pump are great, and we're glad to guide you in that direction. We're talking, uh, with Shannon Jackson with Green Mountain Solar. So it's really, it's the diversity of it. Somebody can do a heat pump. They can put solar panels on their roof. They could have solar panels in the yard if they had the capacity. Absolutely. What's great and what I really like about us as a company is after the initial, whether it's an email introduction or it's a, you call into our office and our lovely team schedules you for an appointment. We actually come out to you face to face and look at what we're looking at for a solar situation. Um, a lot of people in Vermont have worked on their yards and maybe if they want to go solar, they've taken down some, you know, less attractive trees or trees that were dangerous to the house. So it really opens it up. So whether on Google Maps, it might not look like you could have much solar in your property. When we actually get on site and we sit down with the customer, we can talk face to face and see what's best. Uh, other people, you know, prefer to not put soil in their house, whether for it's for aesthetic reasons or it's because they don't want to remove trees or anything like that. And we can look for an opportunity to find a place that is opportunistic on the ground and make sure that we can really capture as much solar energy as possible at your site. So, uh, gr- heat pumps, it, 
earlier on, I remember hearing it was ground source heat pumps, but they've evolved more to an electricity source rather than the earth. Is that right? Or So there's a lot of different versions of heat pumps. There's ground source heat pumps. There's water to air heat pumps. There's air to air heat pumps. The heat pumps that we focus on are the ones that are purely have a condenser outside or a compressor outside that is using the temperature out there to either put the warmth inside or draw the cool outside. Um, and from there we can actually, there's also, I mean, as you were saying, there are still the more geothermal heat pumps that you actually put the lines in the ground and then you have the water circulating through and the heat pumps are pushing everything. Um, the systems that we focus on are really just the air to air systems. Right. So there's a couple things. One, there's an economics to this, right? To, to using solar and reducing, um, presumably your, your electric bill. Um, but there's a social component too. (laughs) I always tell people there's a, dozen reasons to go solar. Uh, and in meeting with the person face-to-face, you can actually really dive into what their motivating factors are, whether it is the social factors and you want to set an example in your community of being renewable and working with the environment, or you want to focus on the economics of it and the fact that if you're going to be at your home for 5, 10, 15 years, the economics are there to say that instead of paying um, rent to the electric company, I can if I choose to finance the system, pay off the solar loan, or I can upfront pay for the system and have the system pay for itself over time. There's also people that really like the idea of doing it for the community and setting that example. And whether it's a property that's a legacy property, such as a camp or a lake house that's going to stay in the, the, the family for a long time, and they want to do their part in improving it for the long term so that many generations can benefit from down the road. There's a ton of reasons and I always enjoy getting into that with the customers. Yeah, it must be quite interesting. We're talking with Shannon Jackson with Green Mountain Solar. They're now fully across Vermont and have crept over the river to New Hampshire as well, uh, providing services. And uh, one of your programs was uh, Solar Rise Charlotte campaign, uh, which sounds pretty interesting. What about that? Absolutely. We're very proud of that program. We were approached by the Charlotte Energy Committee, and they said they really wanted to find ways to help motivate their community to go even more solar and focusing on renewable energy. And so they came to us as well as another solar company and said, hey, if we can basically set up tiered programs that if you know 10 houses, households in the community goes solar, will you give a group discount? Uh, and then if 20 goes solar, will you give a more discount? And we were fortunate that we said, absolutely, we love this. We love when community members come to us and you know, self-starters ask for ways to encourage more people to go solar. And so we jumped on the opportunity. And fortunately, it went from June to October 31st. And we had, I think it was 16 households go solar, which means they got at least that first tier of a 2% discount on their entire solar project uh, cost discount. And we were thrilled about the, uh, the reception for it, as well as we're hopeful that it will spark other communities to look for creative ways to encourage community members and household members to go solar. And does it become contagious? You put a solar project up at one house and do you, then do you start hearing from neighbors and there's a little jealousy in the neighborhood or what? 
It is. Well, I think there's a lot of pride. Um, yeah. I personally went solar myself, and I know I spoke to all my friends when they came over and said, look at my solar panels on my roof. Right. Uh, I Unfortunately, in my job, I get to go and see the project after it's installed as well. So I kind of bookend the project where I meet with them before we talk about it. I then shepherd them through everything, um, bring in all my other teammates and project designers and installers and master electricians. And then afterwards, once it's fully installed, I'll sit down with them and I actually tell them that we do have a referral. We pay for referral programs. So it not only they use that pride and the uh, you know, enjoyment of having sold their house, but they also, if they ever do talk to their neighbors or family members and they then decide to go solo themselves, we'll send them a $500 referral check to say, thank you for helping us find additional business. Wow. And solar, I mean, obviously when the sun is shining brightly, it's uh, most effective. It, does it still have a, uh, a value even on, on cloudy Vermont days? So fortunately, we live in a state where the solar policies are very friendly to make it possible. We only get about 10 to 15 percent of our annual solar production in the winter months. So today, obviously, with the flurries and everything else, not a great solar day. But fortunately for the solar systems that are installed, they will have overproduced in the spring, summer and fall and banked all those solar credits that they didn't use in the moment um, so that they can have a bank of solar credits to pull from in the winter months and the dark days. Interesting. Okay. Um, so what's, what's sort of the, the forte of Green Mountain Solar? What, what do you do the most of? I would say we do mostly residential solar. Uh, we do have a number of commercial uh, jobs and we're getting much more into that field as well. But of the uh, 300 plus jobs we install a year, I'd probably say, you know, most of those are in residences. Um, but it's always fun to talk to people, whether you have, a business out of your property or you are a sugarer or you have uh, you're a realtor and you have a, a home base in your office, we can look for ways to help you also get the benefits that only commercial businesses that go solar receive. We have a caller on the line, uh, Todd from Barry. Welcome to the call. Thank you very much. Um, I got one question and it kind of leads to other ones. Um, do you do off-grid systems? Great question. We do a few off-grid systems a year. Uh, off-grid systems are usually a little bit more intensive and just because you have to worry about you know, planning for the coldest, darkest day and therefore get a larger battery backup system a lot of times. Um, we have a team in our office that loves you know, diving into these very unique systems and working with the customer to do so. And if we don't do it, we have many friends in the solar community that we could uh, refer you to. So... Which leads me to my other question. Would you recommend tracking systems? So we did tracking systems for a long time. Uh, actually, our president came from a company that did tracking systems. We have found because of the regular maintenance that they require um, and the moving parts that they're not as um, easy to manage when you, um, you're looking the long term of a solar system. So we have actually moved away from doing tracking systems and instead of buying uh, the mechanisms and realize that moves the solar and gets that additional production that you see them advertise, we can add a couple more panels in the ground at a less of a cost. And it's much more of a set it and forget it system that you don't have to worry about doing regular oil changes and worrying about the moving parts failing down the road. Simplicity is important <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I, I love the technology. I'm excited to see as they improve. Hopefully we'll get back into that. But presently we've decided to, focus on the jobs that are very much um, stationary. 
All right. This leads me to one more question real quick. What would you do with the batteries? Are you doing lead acid or are you going to the lithium now? We're primarily doing lithium batteries. Um, Again, our our team in the office has a lot of uh, wonks that love, you know, diving into the uniquities, but Lead acid has, we've moved away from those. Those have a byproduct and if you don't have proper venting, they can be quite dangerous. The batteries that we primarily install are the Tesla power walls, which is a lithium magnesium cobalt battery. And actually through Green Mountain Power, there's a big, you know, promoted, uh, promoted, uh, program right now where they actually will provide you with two leased batteries. Um, and it really brings down the cost of entry to getting a battery system in your home. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for the Thank call, you. Todd. Appreciate that. So, um, let's get into sort of the financing of things. If, if I'm, uh, want to do solar, um, what, what are my first steps? If I don't, you know, how, how can I, can I get financing? Is there, is there help to, to start a project if I don't have a lot of money in my pocket? Absolutely. So one of the great things that I like about our company is we work with the local Vermont State Employees Credit Union to provide financing options. Uh, we don't personally you know, provide any sunlight financials or things like that. We actually work with a local credit union, which then the customer would work directly with them to set up their financing. And through them, there's a number of loans. They can look at an unsecured loan uh, for 12 years, or they can look at a home equity type loan for 15 years. And fortunately, I really have a lot of respect for Vermont State Employees Credit Union in that they don't have any fees for early payment. So if you know you need to finance now, but all of a sudden you come into a better paying job or you have more money, you can actually work to paying off that loan a little quicker, as well as they really do dive into the details with you. And you know, whether it's they let me pass out the individual's number, who the loan officer, so they can t- contact with the people that are investigating whether solar is best for them. But a lot of times what you'll find is that your the amount you're paying for your electric bill, um, which if you go solar, you'll no longer have that a large portion of the electric bill, well, then you can have a a loan payment that's pretty close to what you're paying in the electric bill. So you basically won't see much of a change in your personal finances. You'll basically just be paying instead of rent to the electric company, you'll be investing in your property and paying off that solo loan. And what's the payback period? When are you sort of like in in the free money world? (laughs) (laughs) So I always tell people going solar is one of the few home improvement projects that's actually going to pay for itself over time and then make you money because you're not going to be paying that electrical usage down the road. It'll really depend on the return on investment and the actual amount of time it takes on how much solar energy will hit your house. If you don't, if you're in the open field and there's no real shading objects and you have a great southern exposure um it can be as you know short as 12 years 10 12 years yeah. but if you have you know less optimal solar access it'll be closer to the 14 to 16 years okay but it's a it's a goal and 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 also like you said the social part of it of helping the environment is a is a big part of your and let's talk about green mountain solar sort of your your culture is um, in philosophy. I really find it. I'm proud to work at this company because they take a no pressure educational approach to going solar. And our presidents, if you ever talk to him, he'll always say his goal is to help as many people in Vermont go solar in the easiest way possible. Yeah. And I know uh, we've only got about a minute and a half here. The, uh, I've seen um, sheep. I'm a sheep farmer in one of my oh, hats cool. with my daughter, and we see sheep wandering around uh, 
solar display. So I'm gathering it's pretty safe too, right? It is. Uh, we love, you know, a lot of people love the putting the sheep or chickens or different animals below them. There are a few that we recommend don't. Goats love to climb on them and get very hungry and uh. those wires look pretty tasty. So there are some livestock that you don't want to have near them, but sheep are great. It provides them with shade. They actually do a great symbiotic reaction of cutting down the weeds in front. So they, uh, keep you from mowing and it's excellent. Talking with Shannon Jackson from Green Mountain Solar. How do they get in touch with you? If you'd like to, you know, get a solar quote or answer any, have any, throw any questions to me that you'd like me to answer, I'd love to connect with you. Our, our website is greenmtnsolar.com. And a phone number there or, is, or just go to the website. Go to the website our, and uh, yeah. you can either shoot us an email, fill out the form or give us a call from the bottom of the screen. Shannon Jackson, Green Mountain Solar. They're all across Vermont. I was driving from St. Albans at O'Dark 30 this morning and saw a Green Mountain Solar truck on the highway. And I bet they're everywhere now that I know what they look like. Uh, thanks so much for being with me, Shannon, and uh, we'll have you back. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. This is Brad Furlan, Vermont Viewpoint, uh, WDEV, my producer, Greg Titus. We're wishing you all a happy Thanksgiving and uh, hope that the rest of your week goes well. And uh, we're grateful for you, the listener. We can't do radio without you. We'll be back next week.